Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're live, and we're live, and we're live. Finally, second time running. We've been doing this podcast for so long, yet we still don't know how to officially start the podcast in the best way possible. But here we are. Welcome back to the One Guys podcast. It's a pleasure to have you listening wherever you are in the world. Sunshine, raining, whatever it might be. We hope the day is treating you in the best way possible. Good afternoon, Ms. Hayden Rolf. How art thou? Uh, good evening, Ryan. It's... It's evening here. I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, yeah, all good. Cannot complain. Cannot complain at all. So, comical value here is we're actually going to do the podcast we meant to do last week, today, because Ryan just got sidetracked and went off on a whole different topic that we hadn't even spoken about. Um, and then Hayden only reminded him about five minutes in after I started just waffling, um, as per usual, and gone off on a tangent. So today we are going to talk about setting up your environment for success. Um, I think it's something that's crucial and a lot of people don't see it, if that makes sense, because it's your environment, you're in it, you're not really, you're kind of like blinded, you're, you're short-sighted and you don't really see what's actually happening around you and how actually just a simple change to your current environment can have a massive impact in your results. You look confused, Hayden. Is everything okay your side? Yeah, sorry. I was just like, I was, I was looking at something my screen was doing. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, are you okay? Are you there? Are you with us still? Are you not here? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. I mean, I kind of feel like one minute 30 in, we, we don't usually get onto the topic this, this quickly. We usually chat and crap. So. We're straight in today, aren't yeah, we? I'm Jesus, like, well, we're We've kind of thrown in. There's no small talk. There's no nothing. We're just going to get straight into it. Um, and apologies for those of you who've been waiting. We, you know, we are back. This is the second, third, third. Third return podcast, I think it is now. Third return. Um, and yeah, for those of you listening, I know someone even earlier just shared one of our podcast episodes. So that's quite cool to know that you know you guys are enjoying it, you're listening to it, and hopefully you're getting a shit ton of value. Sorry, Mum, I swore. I apologize. Um, cool, excited. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what to do with myself. What's happening? Right, anyway, let's dive into this. Let's talk more action. Um, so your environment. Your environment. I think in, in one quick, simple sentence, and this is all the podcast is going to be, no, I'm joking, uh, is that your environment can either support you or sabotage you. That is it. And it literally will be doing one or two, one or the other of those two things. Um, I think all... Yeah, there's... I've gone. I was just going to say, there's a couple, um, there's a couple different kind of layers to the environment, isn't there? Because I think when you say like environment, like... I think to, for different people, it means different things. And what I mean by that is when you say environment to me, I instantly think like the people you hang around with and stuff like that. Mm. But I think environment can also be, isn't it? It's like your, like how your kitchen's set up, yeah. how your home life is set up. So I think there's a couple of different elements to it, which I'm sure we'll, we'll dive in. Yeah, I don't mean uh, like you need on. more trees around you or you need to change the colour of your living room. <laughs> Not that kind of setup. <laughs> I mean, physical setup, i.e. your kitchen at home, how your bedroom's set up, how your, you know, your work office is set up, the kind of things that will be having an impact or an influence 
into your weight loss results. This is a complete side note, uh, and it's just because it's in the top of my head there. Okay, so, side note. yes, sorry, it was because right, you were you were saying like not those. about the trees, not about like this, 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 this. It's literally about five minutes ago. I saw a video. <laughs> this is one of those classics. So you know when we were looking at like content ideas and stuff like that, scrolling through TikTok. One of them I saw was this guy, and someone like stopped him and said, "Oh, he's like, what made you choose that color?" Um, for your car and he was like I, I like it and he's like oh you know not really a massive fan of it like I probably myself would have gone for so and so and he was like alright cool well can I see your Bugatti yeah and the guy was like <laughs> uh... I've literally seen it I've literally saw it the other day and I was like that was brilliant he was like yeah no he's got a Bugatti isn't he so he's like yeah it's a nice car I probably wouldn't have chosen that colour and he's like cool what colour is your Bugatti then <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't have one. He's like, well, then shut up. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like, well, yeah. I mean, you, you would just wouldn't have an answer for that, would you? It's literally like, well, you don't own a half million pound car, so you know, it, I can give a shit what car you think it is. Sorry, mum, I swore again. I apologise. Crikey, <laughs> I keep saying that. Sorry, apologies. Um, no, that is it is comical. It did make did make me laugh. It did tickle me. Um, so the reason we're going to talk about this is because. A prime example was that we were having a conversation with a, or I was having a conversation with one of my clients, and we were talking about one of the things, and I think a lot of you know women listening to this podcast will probably have faced this um, at some point, is basically one of the struggles that they were going down with is that when they got home from work, they were tired, it was late, it was often past dinner time, you know, past their bedtime even, and they just needed some food. Obviously, they were hungry, couldn't be bothered to cook, lack of energy or lack of motivation to cook anything so just grab whatever's in the fridge so usually it just be like some snacks it might be some crisps in the cupboard or it might be a pizza you just chuck in the oven etc uh, etc et and they were like that's one of my biggest frustration and i'm like okay cool well this is a prime example of your environment not being up not being set up to suit you and you can probably think of multiple different things in your life right now where your environment holds you back because the most simplest thing that people would look to there is you know and a lot of people always think uh, you've heard us say it before, like the path of least resistance. And a lot of people in that environment are like, right, okay, what I need to do is I need to prep all my dinners for work and take them with me so I can have it at work. And I was like, and and that was one of her first um, kind of like requests back. And I was like, how feasible is that? I was like, when are you going to have time to prep five meals and then you're going to take them into work and you're going to eat them? And she was like, well, I don't know. I, I I've always struggled to prep food because it's just time and just I don't really enjoy cooking all that much. And I'm like, okay, cool. I said, and do you like do you like eating cold food? I'm like, no. I was like, okay. So you always need to cook something that's going to be needed to warm up. Do you have a microwave at work? Yeah, but it always tastes a bit crap if it's warmed up. I'm like, okay, cool. So you've literally just told me all of the votes basically against you prepping food, and it's just not going to be good for you. And it's like ultimately it's going to cause you friction. You don't enjoy cooking all that much. So why are you going to sit there and cook up five portions? It's like you don't have the time for the best of time at the weekend you just like to switch off okay cool and this is where people are wrong i think people assume that like to be healthy you have to prep all your meals and stuff like that you don't like you don't have to have all of your meals prepped for the week that is literally a myth you can just go ad lib again there are pros and cons to everything if you have it all prepped yes it's gonna be ways to hit your calories it's gonna be ways to not go um off on your calories in other directions but again is it suitable for you is that going to fit in with your life maybe not so I was like, what we need to do is just look at this from a really simple standpoint. You come home and you make whatever's in the house or whatever's in the fridge. So it's like that there 
is how you can change that whole thing is by setting up your environment better. Rather than having crisps and pizzas and things set up, okay, well, what can we do actually that's going to enable you to come home and still get healthy, nutritional, calorie-controlled food in you, but that isn't going to take you hours to make? And she really likes these microwave meals from it's like M&S or Waitrose, one of the two. And uh, M&S is M&S. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, look, you've said that you sometimes take them to work. So why not have some backup in the fridge at home? And she was like, that's a great idea, but they're microwave meals. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter. Like most microwave meals now, like anyone should know this. Frozen food has to be frozen closer to the time of it being sourced because you need to keep the freshness of it. Frozen veg is often sometimes more fresh than fresh veg because it has to be frozen quicker from when it was originally picked because they want to keep the freshness inside of it. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with microwave meals. And they're going to, for you, they're perfect. You're going to come home, you're going to be tired, you're going to be exhausted. You need a good hit of nutrition that's not going to take you time to then put together. So what do we do? Put some microwave meals in your fridge that when you get home, you're tired, you can't be bothered to cook, you're feeling a lack of motivation. You can grab a microwave meal, chuck it in the microwave three minutes later, five minutes later, however long that takes. You then have a nutritious meal that's got protein in, calorie controlled, you can hit your goals and you also haven't got to stress or worry about cooking up, making a mess, cleaning up and all that stuff that is a current barrier to entry for you prepping and making your own food in that environment. And I think people get so confused that sometimes it needs this magical special overhaul of everything or this magic, you know, I have to prep my food. It's something that I hear so many people down. I'm like, you don't have to prep your food. Like, yes, it can be handy. Yes, for some people, it might be a beneficial thing to do. But if there's other options in your life such as that, well, take it. Like, don't cause more friction than need, needed to be. Is it going to be more friction cooking up five meals across a week? Or is it going to be easier for you to buy five different flavored, nutritionally dense microwave meals so you can just come home and, and they're good to go? Well, God, yeah, it's going to be easier to do the microwave meals. Well, then there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite similar to what, what <laughs> I was actually speaking to one of my clients about last week was so she's uh super super sociable like really really sociable and like it's going back to the whole environment thing where you know she's not necessarily like cutting her friends out of her life um in order to reduce calories because her friends are usually the trigger which obviously causes more calories because they go out and drink and stuff like that but you know she likes her friends she likes socializing and so she should but where what the issue lies with her and her calories is because the alcohol knocks her intuitions. So she doesn't particularly drink like, a, like we're not talking like binge drinking and stuff like that. But what happens is the alcohol knocks her intuitions and she starts to think, oh, well, you know, like I'm just going to go grab a, a pizza. I'm going to go grab like uh, fish and chips or something that's easy to cook. So what she's doing, uh, which is exactly like you're saying in setting her environment up, is she's actually pre-cooking like pizza at home, like homemade pizza, which still has like, you know, it's it's probably got a, a decent chunk of calories to it, but it's a hell of a lot of calories than her getting a kebab, getting a pizza when she's on a night out and stuff. And again, it's just these small, small wins of her setting her environment up for success. So when she got, gets home, she knows it's already in the oven, it's already cooked. She just has to then chuck it um, back into the microwave or something. How much did you, did, you, did you hear? All of it. Oh, okay, cool. It's only because on the screen, like you froze. Oh. Unless you just playing another trick no, on me. No, 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 no. I was literally <laughs> just like mesmerized and just staring at you and I just didn't move. <laughs> so, like, you're like, did, did you freeze? I'm like, no, I was just literally like so zoned into what you were doing. I didn't even. <laughs> I was waiting for the blink. I was like, it's not coming. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, oh, go on. 
<laughs> no, I was going to say, so it's like Ryan said, like people feel like, I think the first thing people instantly say is when like their, their reason why they feel like they can't achieve like their weight loss. It's like, it can be so much easier. So for this client, for example, like her first initial thoughts was everything around like socializing and stuff. Like it, they don't, the worlds don't um, connect. It's like you have a sociable life and you're uh, overweight or you've got a uh, unsociable life and you're in shape, which it really isn't the case at all. And as soon as we, we addressed this simple fix of her environment and how she can set her calories up for success by still socializing and doing those things, again, like it was, it, it was like everything connected for her. And again, this is where you know it's not just going to be a, a 30 day transformation. Like she's going to get lifelong results now because she isn't yeah. physically depriving anything out of her life. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and that's it. And I think <clears throat> there is no like, and this comes back to that whole like one, like all these like stereotypes and societal things that are wrapped around dieting. It's like to be a healthy person, you have to have Tupperware and you have to prep your food. No, you don't. Like every single person is this. You do not need to prep your food to be successful at weight loss. Can it help? Yes, massively. Because if you're someone that struggles with regards to cooking, knowing what to cook, with regards to <clears throat> being stressed and then struggling with like, you know, a stressful job, stressful environment, which then leads to a more uh, hard time making a relatively good goal-driven decision around food, then yeah, of course it will be. But if you're someone who likes to cook, you know, you work from home, you have the time to just like cook at, cook at lunchtime, wait until dinner to cook with your partner, whatever it might be, then don't prep up food. Like I've done it. I've done both. Like counting calories ad lib and gone through the day. I've worked off a meal plan. I've then prepped all my food for like the week. Mate, you get bored of bloody cold meals or microwave formed up meals quite quickly like you can do it to serve a purpose and i think we've all done it you know we all take lunch to work for example but it's like don't think that you have to do that with every meal it's it purely should be exactly why you take it to work for a convenience and to for a certain purpose if you don't need to then don't do it like it's absolutely fine like if you can still manage your calories and manage your nutrition and you can still go to prep every lunchtime and that's what you like to do then there's nothing wrong with that you don't need to suddenly swap out your prep for a, a meal prepped in a tupperware it, as long as you like understand the, the the calories and you're allocating you know a relative portion size for you etc etc then that's not a problem yeah i think also it's like one of the biggest things i hear um and it'll probably be a quite helpful thing for some people that listening is Often you'll hear coaches say as well about, you know, setting your environment up for success by not having donuts in the house, not having crisps in the house, not having sweets. But let's let's be realistic. Like a lot of people have children and like you don't, I don't have, well, you can tell me better now. I, obviously I don't have children, <laughs> but like. Eat yet. She just eats, t- <laughs> she just eats titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, are we allowed to stay on this podcast? I don't know. We have. We're going with well, it. We have. I mean, yeah, let's roll with it. This is it. Like, and I, I, I can't remember who said it, but someone once said, and it might have been Emma Story Gordon actually. That's the easy way out. Is just removing it because you're not dealing with the problem. The problem isn't that it's in the house. The problem is your relationship with that food. Removing it, mm. yeah, great. But it hasn't dealt with the like. It's like you being a bad driver. Well, what I'm going to do is just not drive. Well, that's great. You've dealt with the problem, but you haven't dealt with the underlying cause. You're overweight. Cool. I'm going to go on a diet. Well, that's just dealing with a problem. You haven't dealt with the underlying cause to why you're overweight in the first place. It literally is just sticky tape. Like 
I'd argue that you don't want to get rid of it out of the house. You need to learn how to manage it, control it. Like I've done all sorts of different things with clients. Like bread was their trigger. They used to leave bread literally like on the side in the kitchen. First thing we did, get a bread bin. Instantly that changed their relationship because it, every time they went in there, they didn't see it. They saw the bread bin, but not actually the bread, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it then wasn't an instant focus. You then allow yourself to have these things and you build your relationship. I know another um, client of mine used to struggle with regards to their portions with stuff. So we literally got Tupperware and would portion out their packet of, I can't remember what it was. Say it was like a big bag of Maltesers. They'd always nail it. Was it Maltesers? What was it? I can't remember what it was for her. But basically we made her portion out into three. And so now she had set portions that when she had it, she would just finish that portion. Once the Tupperware of that portion of Maltesers, for example, was empty. Cool. That was a portion size that was set out for her. She knew how many calories was it. It was done. And it's like, you can remove these things. Yeah. But it doesn't solve the underlying issue. And you're just kind of putting a plaster on it until, you know, until somehow you have kids like Hayden said, and you need, you, you say you need to have snacks. You don't need to have snacks, but you have these things for kids. And then suddenly you're like, oh no, they're in the house again. I can't control myself. And you give this a, you give this identity of I can't control myself. So I just remove it. So I don't have to deal with it. And I ultimately think that's kind of a wrong way to go about it because yes, maybe that will stop you. And it's like people are, oh, I just stopped drinking or I'll just cut out with sugar. Okay, cool. You're just going to go the rest of your life, never eating sugar, Maltesers or alcohol again. Oh yeah. I don't really want to live the next like 60 years doing that. Well, that's the life that you've just literally just told me that you've chosen to live. Well, no, obviously I'm not going to do that. Okay, cool. What's going to happen when you re-enter those things into your life? Well, it's just going to be a shitstorm, and you're going to be back to square one. I said the yeah, sad word again. Sorry. Goodness. It's, uh, I need a swear jar. It, <laughs> I mean, if you had a swear jar for when we're off air, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, so I'll be loaded. Oh, that's if I get oh, yeah. money back from it. If someone else got the money, you'd be loaded. You got the money. Yeah, I'd be, I would be loaded. <laughs> um, but no, you're exactly right and you're spot on. And just um, adding on that as well is it's like, exactly like you said is like you need to fix like the root cause first like you need to fix what the what your relationship is with the food so even if you do have kids and you have these foods in the house like that has to be addressed because what happens when you can like you said the easy fix is you can cut that out oh your internet is unstable is it unstable it's okay you went a little bit robotic but you kind of understood what you said it's cool uh, okay um but yeah, you can cut it out and you can just maybe be like, I'm not going to have on that stuff. But the truth of the matter is, is like you're always going to present a time in your life when that environment's going to be there. You go in your friend's house. What are you going to tell them to never, ever keep cookies and donuts in the house again? Mm. It's like, no, of course not. You're going to go to like <laughs> a restaurant. Pretty text them like, look, Sharon, I know you have cookies. I can't step foot in your house. We're going to have to socialize in the garden because if I step foot in that house, you, you know those cookies again and I lay it. It's like, imagine living that life. Like, Jesus, what? Can't do that. But the, the fun... But the funny thing is, like, it happens, doesn't it? Mm. Like, how many times, and probably every single one of you listeners has been there at a point where you've gone through that restriction phase, but as soon as it has come available to you, like, you've kept it out of your house, you haven't had it, you haven't bought it, you go around your friend's house and they give you some dessert, you don't have seconds, you have eighths. Like, you just keep going in for more and more and more yeah. because you've restricted so much. So it is so important to address that, you know, underlying relationship you have with the food mm. um, first. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think kind of like with regards to what it is you're doing, it's like, you, again, it always comes back to like just thinking. And I think when you're in and of the moment, we don't think. And it was such an easy fix that my client had like ultimately thought had damaged, damaged their... Uh, 
not damaged, what's the right word I'm looking for? Uh, they ultimately was just seen as something that was just an issue that always stopped them from losing weight. It's like, oh, well, I'm working late at the office and I um, come home and then I eat whatever's available in the fridge and that. And it's usually like stuff that's like ram full of calories. And it was like, that was like something that they just almost built this identity behind. It's like, I struggle to lose weight because I work late and then I come home and I just snack on, on shit, as it were. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that word now. We're allowed to say that word in this podcast. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we can't put this on YouTube now. It, that's done. Um, and you've just got to be like, well, it's not. It's like, you just need to start and be like, okay, cool. That's the issue. Well, how do you overcome that? And it's like, how do you overcome that for you? It's like not, because a lot of people, I think they sometimes identify these things that they struggle with and they then come up with a solution that they think is right or they think that a coach or like you would say was right. She was like, I don't know. Like the first, I was like, so, you know, the way that like we coach and the way that I was always taught to teach is to get the client and the individual, whether it's used to, I used to teach in schools, was to get them to come up with the answer because I can know the answer. And I know that obviously for her, my instant thing was like, well, we're going to put some stuff in the fridge and in the cupboard that is easy for you to cook up that's still nutritionally value and goal orientated, right? But I didn't tell her that. I was like, okay, cool. So our issue is when we come home and we find pizza or crisps, whatever's in there. What do you think we could do differently that would be much more goal orientated in this environment, in this scenario? And the beauty of that, and this is what you can do to yourself if you don't have a coach, ask yourself that. What can you do in that scenario that you're currently struggling with, which would change the outcome? Initially, her response was like, well, I could prep food and take it to work, but you know, I don't really like it, but I suppose I could do it. And I'm like, no, that, that literally isn't even an answer and you shouldn't even consider it. Because I can tell by your tonality and the way that you've told me, your response to that, that it's something that you don't really want to do. It's something that you don't enjoy doing. So why the hell would you force yourself to do it? Because it's something that you're not going to keep up and you're going to have friction against. So it's like, well, no, that, that's not the answer. What else could we do? Uh, well, we could, and then eventually she came up with this. She was like, "Oh well, I do sometimes take these microwave MS meals into work if I know I'm lurking late to stop me getting like a high calorie takeaway. I'll have that so I can have that and I'm prepared." Okay, so what could you do at home? Well, I could have some of them in the fridge so that if I do work late and I don't have dinner at work, I can come home and I can have one of those meals. Okay, perfect. And how easy out of ten do you think that is? She was like, "Oh, that's like a nine out of ten, super easy." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Well, that's something that we can do. Something that's super easy. You're going to be able to adhere to it. It's not going to cause you stress." And it's going to be able to be implemented immediately. And it was literally in and of those moments that we managed to actually find the solution to the problem because she just took a step back and think and thought and think to, to think and thought about what she could do differently. And I, I think lots of thinking and thoughting here is that a lot of the time we only come up with one answer. And I think that's also it. Like when you look at the problems in your life and look at your environment, maybe where it's not supporting you, don't come up with one, op one answer and just go with that and think that's the correct answer. And then when it doesn't work, you think, well, well, I'm shit out of luck. It doesn't matter. And I said the word again. But what you've got to realize is that there's always more answers. Like the way that you deal with a social event, the way that you deal with cravings, the way that you deal with a lack of sleep, everyone's answer to a problem is different. You are all individuals. Everyone's, you know, I was literally having a conversation with another nutritionist the other day. And we were saying about like the difference is so individualistic that he was, his argument was like, you have to be so careful with the kind of advice and the recommendations that you give in regards to women's cycles and the responses that you see. He was like, because there is so much intra-individual difference. And I was like, yeah, but surely giving the education behind this is what can be seen then empowers a woman to make a relevant, a relevant data-driven decision around what they might be experiencing. And he kind of like disagreed a little bit. He was like, oh, well, I don't think so. And I was like, well, it's better than giving umbrella advice. I agree. But 
what about giving the specifics so someone can make their own decision and their own be their own scientist? That's what we're all about. And it's like, that's the same in every single area. It's like, be your own scientist, identify where your issues are and come up with relevant solutions. And you go with the solution that you think is going to be the easiest, cause the least amount of friction and that you can do. Um, and I think kind of looking into your environment as well to kind of give you a bit more structure as to how you can set up your environment. That's a prime example. Like have, I think one of the things that is such a key for myself, and I don't know if Hayden, Hayden might do this as well. I have things in my environment and in my kitchen that are there for when I'm stressed and when I'm a lack of time. I always have protein bars. I always have protein yogurts. I always have um, microwave rice. I always have pre-cooked chicken, pre-cooked meats. I always have things so that even when I'm in a rush and I'm like, oh my God, I've got half an hour before I'm back on another meeting. I haven't got time to cook up a proper meal. I'm like, cool, pre-cooked chicken, pre-cooked rice and a bag of microwave veggies, done. I'm literally like 10 minutes, I've literally got a decent nutritional meal. So I, I know that that for me is something that I always have available. I'm like, oh no, I need to, uh, I want to go to the gym, but I need to go to the gym in half hour. I can't have a big bowl of porridge because it won't be sitting right. So what do I do? Oh, I go grab a protein, protein yogurt that I've got and I grab a banana, done. It's like I, I set myself up in my environment with things that make it easy to still hit my goals without the stress of having to, you know, be like, oh, well, I can't do this. So I'm just gonna have to grab, grab anything. It's like, no, no, no. Put things in your environment that are gonna help you. Have things like fruit. Have pre-cooked meats, have microwave rice, easy three-minute cook noodles. These kind of things that are just going to make your life so much easier. Microwave meals. There's loads of like feel-good microwave brews, same three's MS, all these different places. You want to have these things in your environment so then they make it easy when times are tough for you to still keep to your normal routine as close as possible. Mm -hmm. Again, off topic slightly, but do you have oats all year round? I said I said that, but I haven't had oats for a little while now. My my morning at the moment is literally a protein shake and a banana before I go gym. Mm. Yeah, um, I um, I don't know why. It's the heat of summer. I'd rather. Yeah, I'm very seasonal. Yeah, I'm very seasonal. Well, I do. I have a yogurt and a banana, or a yogurt and a protein shake, or a protein shake and banana. That's like what's been mine mm. because exactly like that because it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And like work's another um, one, isn't it? Like work's like, especially for if you're a teacher out there, for example, or you're a nurse, you know, you've got teacher, you have to navigate the goodies in the, the staff room. A nurse, you have to navigate shift work and occasional goodies as well. And it's like, well, how do you navigate that? And it's like, set your environment up, Seth. Take other stuff I've had, like, um, is like for... Oh God, what's the word? Teachers. It's like, I've either... They've made sure they've taken their own goodies do you know what i mean into work to snacks they're not tempted by that or it's like well, what they've done is on a friday when they know there's always going to be uh you know donuts cake and everything in the um staff room it's like they've just changed their breakfast they've literally just changed like one of my clients literally changed we're like okay cool what we're going to do is we're going to change your breakfast and be like 450 we're just going to have a shake on a friday 100 calories it gives you 350 calories so you can have a donut you can have a slice of cake and you ain't got to worry about it and it was like there was such simple shifts there that then was like, okay, cool. This is the problem we have in this environment. How can we deal with it? And like that case was like, we didn't even do anything in the actual environment. We did something outside of the environment, but it just meant that when we got to the environment, the environment wasn't then an issue. We dealt with the environment before we got into it rather than them being overwhelmed and dealt with it. Shift workers out there, your environment is you work long hours, you don't really get a break. I know a lot of nurses don't literally get scheduled breaks. So we'd be like, okay, cool. What's going to be easy? So they might take a yogurt. They might take a 
protein bar. They would take their meal, like one of my clients took their meal and they broke it down into two smaller meals because they didn't have enough time to make a, like sit there and eat the whole meal. So they put it into two Tupperwares and had two smaller meals that they could then just have two smaller breaks and they were more likely because otherwise they saw it as like, oh, I don't really get to eat my food sometimes. And then I'm flagging. Then when I finish shift, I just like overconsume. So I was like, okay, if you don't have enough time to consume all of it, split it up so you can have half it then, half it here. Take some things like protein bars or stuff that you can just snack on that is going to enable you to, even if you can't stop for your actual meal, you can just grab something that you can, you know, snack on. Take a protein shake. I mean, you can drink if you don't get a shit. You know, some nurses literally don't get to stop on a 12-hour shift. So I would be like, okay, cool. Take a banana, mix it up in a smoothie, make a protein shake, and then sip on that. Because you can take a drink round with you and sip on. She was like, oh, yeah, okay, I can do that. So even though, like, she literally sometimes just wouldn't stop working, it was like a simple change that just helped her in that environment so that when she finished work, she didn't then just, like, overconsume because she was, like, ravenously hungry. Yeah, a lot of the things as well with, like, uh, teachers and I feel um, like shift work is it can be habits, can't it? Mm. It could be the habits that you've got used to. Like, I, I used to um, coach a teacher and she used to say, like, obviously because she had the set classes, the set times, and they had the set breaks where all the teachers would uh, congregate together. Yeah. And then that's when the environment would be, like, tea, biscuits and stuff like that. It's like you've just... It's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? And again, uh, we've had conversations about this before, how, you know, you turn away a biscuit and someone like looks at you funny. It's like, you're okay. But if you then had a bowl of fruit that you're handing around and, you know, if someone didn't take the bowl of fruit, no one bats an eyelid. No one's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, they didn't take the fruit. Bonkers, isn't it? It's, uh, this is, yeah, it's, this it's, is also it's, the issue is like society does play a role. Like someone yeah, from definitely. the gym caught me buying a, uh, like an Indian takeaway. And they were like, oh, caught you out. Caught me out what? Doing a normal thing that every human being does. Like having a takeaway. Like I'm not some like robot. Or, that, like, oh. or like they'll see me at the shop and they'll see that I've got, yeah, and that I've got like ice cream. They'll be like, oh, ice cream. Caught you out. Caught you out. Caught me out shopping by normal food like a human. That's all you caught me out doing. You didn't catch me doing anything. Like, I, <laughs> like caught me out as if like, I'm literally just like, I don't know. I've got like some fake 20s that I'm trying to like fob off in co-op or something. Like I'm doing some sort of like, undercover like deals or something i'm like this is also what people struggle with is they there's a lot of like judgmental stuff you know i have like you know you have a uh, a basket full of alcohol no one bats an eyelid you have a basket full of, of like healthy and they're like oh healthy shop uh, you're, you're almost made to be seen different if you're healthy and that is it isn't it it's like you turn down a piece of cake because you're like no it's okay they're like oh oh you're on a diet oh you're watching your waist or you should be eating that and it's like you're you're almost getting mocked for making a health-driven decision. And I'm like, that is so backwards. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, we used to have a bit of a joke um, at an old gym I used to be at about all of the comments that you'd get. Because um, I, I used to, um, <laughs> what I would do is I'd put on my Facebook, because obviously... The, the majority of the people um, that were friends were in your local area and stuff like this at the time anyway. And um, <laughs> I used to put on my Facebook, popping out to Sainsbury's, um, if you see me, don't worry, I'm not judging what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so I used, to, like, I used to get, 
I used to get so many people like comment being like see you in five minutes or stuff like that because they just everyone just assumes like this yeah this I mean this is going slightly off topic but like as a as a trainer as a nutritionist uh, as a personal trainer like dietitian like you cannot eat anything it's like society like you said teaches you that like you can't they shouldn't be eating that thing like I get it every single year at Christmas like Oh, should you be eating that dessert? And I'm like, yeah. why? Why Why should you? Yeah. Uh, well, I should have a bigger slice, but I'm trying to be a bit responsible there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. it is. Yeah. And it's unfortunately what can cause friction, I think. And, you know, we've heard it inside the academy. The kind of question is, how do you deal with other people commenting on it? Because it's hard when you're doing something that is, you know, something you struggle with. You know, pe- people do judge. People do comment. But the thing is, is what you've got to realize is people are do that in whatever you do in life and you've just got to kind of get on with it and just crack on. And I think if you worry or think about it too much, that's when you can kind of have friction as it were with regards to what it is you're doing. You've just got to kind of get on with it and just think, you know what, I'm doing it for me. It doesn't concern anyone else. And half the time people don't care. Like I sometimes have like storied in public or taken photos or whatever. And people are like, Oh my God, you'd like do stories in public. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Half the people don't care. Like they might have an initial thought of like, what's that twat doing? But I'm like, after a couple of mm. seconds, they like they'll forget. They're not going to remember later that they're like, oh, I saw this guy like talking to his phone earlier. No one cares. Like it'll be an instant thought in and out their head. So I think we're kind of getting a little bit tracked here. But the the premise of it is is think about what you're struggling with in your weight loss. Think about is it your environment and how you can change it. When you are thinking about what you can change, come up with more than one solution because otherwise, what happens is if you just pick one solution, it doesn't work. You then kind of get a little bit dumbfounded as you're like, well, what else am I meant to do? Think, understand that you're going to make mistakes. Sometimes your answers or solutions aren't going to be the right one. You're going to have to try something else. Um, don't try and overhaul it. You know, think smartly. Think about it. What is going to be the thing that you can change? It's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck with the least amount of friction. Um, and be a thinker. Be a thinker. Think about things. Don't just think you're broken or you can't do it because you work shift work or you can't do it because you work late at work and you come home and you overconsume. That's why you can't lose weight. It's like no. That is the cause as to currently why you can't get yourself into a deficit. There's always an answer as to how you can overcome that. And you just need to kind of shift your mindset, shift your identity as being someone that can't lose weight because I work shifts as a nurse. You can because we have plenty of nurses that have lost weight, plenty of nurses that have struggled to get pregnant and lost weight and got pregnant. I can think of one in my head the other day. And it's all about finding the right answer for you with regards to what's available, how you are, your personality and your individual differences. There's always a solution to every single problem that you face. You've just got to take your time. And often that can be your environment. And by simply making some changes around your environment or even before your environment that you're going to go into can set you up for success and make things much easier for you long term. Mm, 100%. Mm. I think it's a um, good way to wrap this party up. Yeah. Well, team, as I always say, thank you for listening. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Make sure you like and subscribe because it helps us get the podcast out. And obviously, you want to know when we're releasing more episodes because we're going to be releasing them more, hopefully every week. Um, that is the idea. And if you're struggling with weight loss and you know, you're know struggling with your calories, then click on the link below and you can get our calorie calculator. You can also find us on Instagram, Ryan Smith one If you click there, you can also... Get plenty of education information. You can also get your calories worked out. And as per usual, I always say, if you've got a question, ask us. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching inside of our Weight Loss Academy, always just DM me the word Academy. We can have a little chat, a bit more information about how the Academy works, what it is that you want to achieve, if we'd be a good fit, and then we can take it from there. Apart from that, for me, I'm over, I'm out. I'm going to stop talking and 
hand it over to Hayden. No, over and out. Over and out. <laughs> so from me in the UK, goodbye. From Hayden in Bali. I don't know what goodbye is goodbye. in Balinese, but that's it. Goodbye. Um, and we will see you in the next episode. All right, goodbye. Till that day. <laughs>